0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go, even in a radio studio. Here's Jason
1: Grill. Hello, and thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Talk 980 a.m. and talk980 a.m.com. Also, thank you for listening today on iTunes. Tune in radio as well as at grillnationshow.com. Really appreciate it. Today I'm joined by guest, coach, and contributor of Grill Nation, Andrew Bash. The hey, Bash Jason. Group. How are you, buddy? Great to see you. Glad to be back. Check out the Bash Group, a great real estate company here in Kansas City. Andrew, what have you been up
0: to? Man, I've been up to quite a bit. The market's been crazy, it's been uh, nonstop. That's why we haven't seen each other for a while. And, um, I still have the homestead lots for sale over in Prairie Village, and I'm excited to have Sarah Weltner-Chapney on the show with us today to talk about her business and the Jefferson Bungalows that I have for sale at uh, 4505 Jefferson over right in the heart of the plaza.
1: Yes, so today's show, let's preview today's guest. We're going to start off after the break with Mike Lungern, who's a partner at VML. He is in charge of TEDxKC. You can check it out at TEDxKC.org. Uh, you're a sponsor this year. Uh, very exciting! It's one of Kansas City's best events every year, and it it sells out in like six minutes.
0: You know, it's funny uh, being a sponsor and just always being a huge fan of the TED Talks. I don't. I'm surprised at how many few people really, on a general large population sample, know that this exists. And yet, as uh, Michael tell us, it sells out in like six minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's an, a great event, and it's in direct alignment with the Bash Group and what we're about, which is you know bringing ideas uh, forth that are transformative and cause you to think and look at the world differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Purpose driven.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So after Mike, we're going to have on Sarah Weltner Chaffee, who is the owner of Mint Design. We'll find out. I think she she might be rebranding soon uh, and change the name to Weltner interiors yeah Weltner interiors um so this is a person you've known for a little bit uh does an amazing work her website is buy mint design.com she's worked in architecture she's comes from a family that has a lot of history and and building homes and uh is very creative holistic and really really focuses on all the different types of things you're looking at when doing interior designing in the house
0: yeah um W-Weltner is a name in kansas city from a development uh perspective that a lot of people would be familiar with they've uh, They've done great things in the city and been involved in a lot of different uh, areas of development. And I want to tell you, Sarah is a pistol. She is awesome to work with, but she is definitely, uh, understands the design aesthetic, understands uh, what, what works and what doesn't. And she's a great business person. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's thinking about doing anything in design, uh, Either interiors or space design or anything else, and she'll get more into it. I just can't tell you, say enough great things and, about. And
1: her. she's an entrepreneur as well. Uh, started her company a few years ago. Also is it very seasoned at the age of twenty nine, which we'll find out more about. Uh, very interesting person and really really friendly and very excited to have her on the show today.
0: Yeah, I'm excited uh, to have the opportunity to represent the Jefferson Bungalows at uh, forty five hundred five Jefferson. Uh there they're three homes that are front porch living um and designed in a way that that really resonates with the idea of being inside the community walking to dinner Mm -hmm. or walking shop. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing else like it from a new there's there's been some condos that have built been built in the area like this, but not single family, uh no common wall residential nothing like this mm-hmm. so and it's right at the heart of the
1: plaza three bedrooms three and a half baths right
0: yeah with a huge two and a half almost three car garages and brand new poured foundations which uh you know moving from a old stone foundation to a new concrete poured is a, a big deal you can finish these basements out and even add more square footage uh the prices are at 535 hundred thirty five thousand, which is For a dollar per square foot for that area, for this kind of new construction, is an absolute value. So if anybody's interested, I'm looking forward to talking more about it, and if they can get a hold of me if they want to take a look at these.
1: Very cool. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill. They are Trusts, Bank of Kansas City, Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor with me all day today, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor, the Rieger KC, Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe is a contributor, and Kansas City Power and Light District. Thanks for your support of Grill Nation Show. You can find information, website links, and everything you need about our partners and supporters at com. So, Andrew, what else you've been up to? Now, this is a, I feel like the market in Kansas City, is it, is it getting expensive to buy a house? Is it, what's changing right now? I know we're in the summer and more people are moving and whatnot, but, uh, what's the inventory like? What are well, we I think at, you're
0: starting to see a little bit of a shift here in July and August. The hot July caused things to kind of curtail a little bit. Depends on where your home is, mm-hmm. uh, as to what the values are doing. Every, every different area of Kansas city has sort of a different feel right now. Uh, the spring market, it was pretty crazy everywhere. Um, and there certainly has been some significant price increases, uh, throughout the city. Mm-hmm. If you really want to know what your home is worth or what your, your potential is for selling it, with appreciation or depreciation, we probably need to talk specifically about your each, each individual each home. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, on the whole, everybody is very bullish about what's been happening and what will continue to happen. Eh. You know, some of the indicators for me point to the potential for a slowdown kind of starting to take place. I always pay attention to other parts of the country Mm -hmm. because we lag six to eight months on the, from what's happening in the coast and the multiple offers and the mayhem that ensued for us in the spring that was taking place in the Californias and the East coast. It has really slowed down out there. They're not; they're still having houses sell, but they're not selling in the quick time frame that they were before, and I feel like we're seeing a little bit of that in a summer lull here.
1: Interesting. And I know a lot of people whose houses have appreciated a lot. A lot of people in Union Hill, I know, or downtown in those areas, have seen their houses go up in value since they've purchased them.
0: You know, to me, it's, it's more along, li- um, along the lines of just Kansas City being a really cool, progressive place to live now. And mm-hmm. I think you're seeing a lot of the out south and out west and way north that have decided they want to be closer to the heart of the city. Mm-hmm. And, and um, we'll talk about that a little bit too
1: in one of our segments today about yeah. what's going on uh, in Prairie Village.
0: People willing to pay 700000 uh, you know 3,500-square-foot house with a uh, – ten to twelve thousand square foot lot which to put in perspective that isn't that is not a lot of square footage for a lot for that size home um but people are doing it because they want to be able to walk to prairie village and be in the their car in downtown or at the plaza in a more quick fashion than previously if people want to
1: connect with andrew bash his website is the bash com. andrew uh best way to contact you through the website
0: through the website or just email me at andrew at bashgroup.com.
1: very exciting show today appreciate everyone joining us we're going to have on again Mike Lundgren to talk about TEDxKC and Sarah Weltner Chaffee to talk about her company Mint Design uh, which will next be known as Weltner Interiors you're listening to Grill Nation Show on Talk 980 AM and Talk980 AM.com as well as iTunes and TuneIn Radio we'll be right back thank you running down the street like your hair's on fire thoughts from like a man on the wire. Can't stop
0: laughing, but I don't know why. I don't
1: know why. Keep going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing KC Mo.
2: Casey Mo. Bro. I'm representing.
1: Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you joining us on many avenues such as Talk980 AM, talk 980 AM, amcom iTunes, Tunein Radio. And always at grillnationshow.com where you can find all of my podcasts, links to our old shows, all of our guest information, as well as photos from the studio and around Kansas City. Lucky to have uh, guest host, contributor partner, uh, Andrew Bash, from the Bash Group in studio today. Andrew Bash is always... a. Uh, Looking snappy in his tie, and his hair is perfect today. Welcome to the show, Andrew.
0: I'm glad to be here with perfect hair.
1: It's good to see you again. Very excited about our first guest today. Uh, we have Mike Lundgren, who's a partner and director at VML, a very well-known company here in Kansas City and throughout the world, actually. Um, we've had the CEO of the company, John Cook, and uh, John Mulville on in the past. Also, have had Mike on there in the past but uh, to talk about what he does and some events that he's been working on. Planetary. But today, planetary. But today... We're very excited to have Mike on the show to talk about uh, the next installment of TEDxKC, which is always a huge deal here in Kansas City. Uh, the website is TEDxKC.org. Uh, and and when you go to the website, the first thing it asks is, can I ask you a better question? Uh, and the event is on August 19th of this month. So we're happy to have Mike Lundgren on the show. Welcome to the show, Mike.
2: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. My hair is not so perfect today, but I'll,
0: I'll do my best. <laughs> but the, my hair is perfect for radio. I should have uh, qualified. So,
1: <laughs> so Andrew, why don't you te- lead us off here with Mike? Well,
0: I'm excited to be one of the sponsors for TEDxKC this year. And uh, the event takes place on August 19th, uh, down at the Kaufman uh, Center Center and the, the, um, the, I guess the opening line that I would start with is question everything. It doesn't really get any better than that for me. And Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about your thoughts and, and help us understand the concept better?
2: Yeah, sure. I actually, I was interviewing one of our speakers this year um, that works at the Stowers Institute as a researcher. And at, I don't know, like th- our three or four of our interview, you mentioned something about why why do we ask what causes cancer? We should ask What's the evolutionary purpose of the cancer gene, this, this time traveler that's existed as long as there's, you know, longer than there's been cells that could support it? And it, it just kind of caught me cold. And I thought, you know, that's that's a really good question. And really the, the basis of all great innovation and discovery and moving society forward starts with asking a, a really good question. And, and so there the theme was born. It was question everything and then kind of in parentheses better, like just ask better questions.
0: Are, is are you've got? Uh, what do we have? A total of uh, how many speakers?
2: Yeah, we have, we have thirteen segments this year. There's um, basically eleven speakers, uh, and then there's two performances. This
1: is always a heavily attended event. I I, I went. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go last year. I think it fell on my birthday last year. But the year before, I went, and uh, I mean, you you sell out the Kaufman Center, and you also have a, a simulcast that usually sells out as well.
2: We, yeah, in fact, we sold out in six minutes this year, which was a record. And um, a few hours later, we sold out on the simulcast side. So the, the demand for tickets is really pretty intense. Then we opened up watch parties, and watch parties are held around town. The Sprint Accelerator is already sold out, but there's still tickets available for uh, the Woodneath Library up, up north, uh, KU Edwards Campus out south, and also uh, St. James Church over on Paseo, like uh, around in the fifties on Paseo, and tickets are ten bucks. You still get a T-shirt. You get to, and then you watch the simulcast live with uh, you know hundred of your favorite friends.
1: Um, talk to us real quickly about the kind of the setup of this. What should people expect if they are going uh, with regards to the, and being in the Kaufman Center? Uh, because when does it start? How when does it end? Is there a, stuff afterwards? I know you have some. Uh, food, wine, beer, whatnot. Tell us about yeah, that.
2: Yeah, great question. Registration starts at 5 o'clock. This year it's on a Friday, and just kind of warning everybody that it, it can be a little challenging to navigate around 5 o'clock near Midtown, so arrive early, but uh, registration begins at 5. There's some things going on in the lobby that you'll want to check out. Um, the actual theater doors open at 5.30, and the reason that's important is seating is uh, general, uh, it's general admission by section, so people want to probably start getting ready to go in sometime around five thirty. the actual event though starts at six pm it goes to nine pm and then at nine pm there's a uh, what we call act three which is this huge party it's kind of like a street fair a uh, couple of bands there's uh, food trucks there's you know there' till vodka and boulevard beer is gonna be there um, along with dubell doing tastings you know it's um, there's lots of interactive things there's uh, three or four artists that are doing big interactive. Uh, displays. So it's always a really cool thing, and if the weather holds, we'll have almost nearly a perfect full moon again, which is a great way to see Kansas City from the, the lawn and the Kaufman.
0: It was really an, an unbelievable evening last year. I'm looking forward to it again. Are there any speakers that, uh, like when I ask you, uh, I know you're excited about all the speakers, but is there one or two or three or something that you can kind of give us a preview of what you're excited about?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's hard to pick this year. Uh, there's Ruby Cower, is a um, an artist, and uh, she does spoken word and illustrations. But she's recently published a book, Milk and Honey. She has a, a riveting talk this year uh, about her own personal sexual assault and kind of her journey back. That also includes some poetry. And when she checked in her talk the other day, I realized at the end of it, I wasn't breathing. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, it's really something. It's very powerful. Um, Alejandro, uh, who I was speaking of earlier, is the Stowers researcher and he um, researches why uh, organisms can regenerate on their own. So he looks at cell regeneration and his talk is going to be a fascinating talk about how we just approach science the wrong way and we need to be asking different questions and uh, I think he's going to be also one of the great highlights of the night.
0: Uh, just the uh, title of that, The Magnificent Vistas of Ignorance, caught my eye. I mean, that's that. Uh, whether it's science or life in general, that certainly uh, <laughs> has a lot of different meanings.
2: You know, and, and from his perspective, you know, if you're a scientist and you don't feel stupid, you're not trying hard enough because there's just so much we know, don't know about the world. And um, I don't know, maybe to go back to the cancer theme for a second, not that his talk's about that, But, you know, he would probably say something like, um, we need to, you know, probably the reason why we haven't figured out, you know, why there's cancer is because we keep trying to solve the problem of cancer instead of understanding how life works. And so he has just a very different view of the world. He's discovered on his own uh, two or three new species just off uh, the coast of um, Martha's Vineyard and, uh, you know, he just does some amazing research, really cool guy. And, and a local, too. He's from Kansas City. He, he works and lives in Kansas City. He's an amazing guy.
0: You had mentioned that uh in your conversation with him is how the theme sort of evolved. How does – help us understand, like, where you guys start each year because you start at zero and then come up with these speakers and then the theme. How does that work?
2: You know, I, I spend all year – uh, asking everybody I know what's the coolest thing they've seen, you know, in the last year or so. I'm constantly looking at documentary films and uh, newspapers and magazines, and I have a few secret sources uh, that I go back to every year. To just really, my main goal is to find the most provocative speakers that have, you know, quote unquote, a, an idea worth spreading or sharing. And uh, and that's really where it begins. And you know, this year there's there's just there's so much diversity in the types of talks that are being given. Uh, James Hobson, for instance, is um, he has a YouTube channel. He's an engineer that has basically left his trade. And, um, and what he does is he looks at things that in comic books and movies, and he tries to make them real, like exoskeletons or Iron Man's flying suit. You know, So that, that's a whole other end of the spectrum. Uh, Harriet Lerner from Lawrence, uh, Kansas, is a, uh, a, a psychotherapist and, and an expert on a number of topics, and she's going to be giving a talk about Apology and why some people will never get the apology they've hoped for, but also how to ask for one and how to offer an apology. Uh, Mark Shaw is an inventor's inventor. You know, That's uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 or 70 patents, most of which he's commercialized, and he's going to give a talk about how to see the world through an inventor's eyes, which which is really cool as well.
1: Very cool. How many people go to this? I mean, how, you say it sells out in six minutes. Talk to me about the actual amount of people that, are, that get yeah. in.
2: It's about three thousand, um, and we also have a large number of volunteers that, that uh, attend the event. We call them the X's. They're like our all volunteer army. So there's actually hundreds of volunteers that are there to, to help. Um, a lot of people kind of, I think, operate under the misconception that somebody makes money off of this event. It actually, we started a zero budget, and we actually end in the red each year. Uh,
1: but <laughs> you got a ton of sponsors too. We, we have to say that. I mean, you've, yeah, you've cultivated. You've cultivated the who's who of. Uh, of people here in Kansas City.
2: Well, and you know, Andrew, Andrew some um, sponsorship it, this year is going to be—it's going mani- to manifest itself in a really cool way. Uh, I don't know if you remember the scene in The Matrix where uh, they kind of do that 360-degree slow motion around Keanu Reeves. We're doing a photo booth that's kind of based on the technology that makes that possible, and Andrew is sponsoring that. So you know, we, thanks for both bringing that creativity, but also for helping to financially support it because. It's these financial, you know, sponsors that actually keep the ticket prices. You know, it's, you get a whole evening, um, you get fed a couple of times, you get free drinks, you get a T-shirt, you get a gift bag, and it costs less than, you know, it costs almost half sometimes of what you would pay for a normal event at the Kaufman.
0: Well, it's funny that, uh, something so significant and important in my eyes to spread new ideas and different ways to look at things would end up in the red. I think that, uh, we got a long way to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, not by much. And, uh, my company, VML, usually picks up the red. But it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a terrific event. And, you know, that it's not just cash sponsors. There's also in-kind sponsors. Uh, KCPT donates, uh, I've, camera hd shoot every year and then rebroadcast and i guess you know i know we're coming up on the end of our time here but i also wanted to mention that anybody who doesn't have a ticket and can't make the watch party visit our website tedxkc.org and there's a link where you can watch a live rebroadcast uh, live uh, live stream of the event online
1: very cool mike lundgren partner director at vml kind of head- heads up the tedxkc here in kansas city appreciate you coming on grill nation show today man Keep up the good yeah. work, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on August 19th.
2: Listen, thanks, guys. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Mike,
0: thank you so much.
2: Take care, guys.
1: Thanks. We'll right back on Grill Nation with more of Andrew Bash and our next guest, Sarah Weltner-Chaff. Thanks for joining us. First thanks for i I'm the realist. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the
3: murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a baby.
1: Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation here on Talk980AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining me as well today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well as on GrillNationShow.com. Really quickly, want to thank my partners and supporters again on our third segment today that support Grill Nation with Jason Grill. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, Trust, Two West Advisors, The Bash Group, Real Estate, Andrew Bash, guest contributor who's been with us all day today, is an amazing real estate company and a great guy. Catalyst, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor. The Rieger, KC and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Mabey is a contributor. And Kansas City Power and Light District and Ryan, excuse me, Kansas City Power and Light District. Thank you for your support of Grill Nation Show. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also on social media at on all the different social media handles: Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Facebook at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Want to get into our next segment really quickly because uh, we're lucky to have an awesome entrepreneur on our show today. And uh, Andrew Bash is uh, actually just introduced me to her, uh, but uh, I've heard a lot about her uh, through different networks here in Kansas City. We have Sarah Weltner Chaffee, who is the owner of uh, Mint Design, which will be now be formerly called Mint Design, but which will be called Waltner Interiors, and uh, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Your
1: website is, um, what is your actual, oh, by MintDesign.com.
3: Yeah, currently by MintDesign.com.
1: Okay, so tell us your story. What's up? How do you know Andrew, Uh, you know?
3: So, well, the true story of how I know Andrew is he sold a house to my sister's ex-boyfriend, and then when we, um, my family and I were doing this project um, just north of the plaza, we just thought he would be a fantastic fit for it, and we're excited to kind of get him on board.
0: Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> You're
3: welcome. Um, my background and kind of how I started uh, Mint Design was I grew up always drawing house plans, loved my mom's architectural digest. Like when we played, I have three sisters, When we played work when we were little. I was always the architect. Um, so that led me to architecture school at KU, um, mm-hmm. got my master's, and then graduated, worked for a few boutique firms here in town, and kind of somewhat quickly realized that my love of residential and interiors is really where I wanted to be, um, and that took me to just starting my own business.
0: Were you doing more commercial with the firms?
3: I was, yeah, doing mostly commercial, but I also, I always had a couple, you know, at least one or two uh, residential projects, and actually one residential project with one of the firms kind of carried over, and that's, that project is kind of what, Launched me into starting Mint Design.
0: So do you mind if I share your age?
3: No, no, I don't.
1: Okay, so. Well, we can share. We could
2: share. She's
0: from Kansas City,
2: first
1: of all. Yes,
3: from She's Kansas lifelong City, lifelong born Kansas, and Sh- raised. Shawnee
1: Mission East High School, University yep. of Kansas for yep. uh, your master's.
3: Yep.
0: Has a, a small, small, small amount of real estate background in her genetic code.
3: Yes, my father is a real estate developer I have a brother in law who's in commercial real estate. I even worked for uh, for a very short time for a real estate consultant. So I've kind of grown up around it, and it's always kind of been in my blood.
0: Yeah, the Weltner name, just because she's downplaying it. He, um, <laughs> they've done some great projects that everybody would know very, of, but we're not going to talk a whole bunch about that today, as yeah. we want to focus on. So, so Sarah, so I, I thought you.
1: I didn't know how old you were, but Andrew was going to get into your age. You've done <laughs> all this at a very young age.
0: Andrew, uh, so. Sarah, how old are you?
3: 29.
0: 29 years old. So the reason I bring that up is (laughs) what I find fascinating is talking to people that, you know, are working for a company or having a a life experience that sort of is dictated by others, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden one day or over a period of time, they have an epiphany that say, you know what, I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And... 29 is a pretty fantastic uh, younger age for that to take place. T- can you tell us just like briefly, like what was, was there a moment or was there an event or?
3: Well, I'd say I've always kind of grew up thinking I'd eventually have my own company. When Again, back to when I was little, like there's this drawing that you had to do of yourself when, okay, draw yourself at an old age. So I drew myself with like a wrinkly face and behind me there was a Weltner Architects sign on a building so i think even in you know in elementary school like i kind of had that feeling that i would do that and then um honestly the moment that kind of it clicked for me um before i started mint design was uh um, after a few cocktails sitting on the couch with my husband and kind of talking about our future and he was just kind of like why don't you do it what what do you have to lose like just go for it and that's i mean kind of simple but that's literally how it. so what does that awesome. what has
1: that been like i know you've been in this business now for over two years it looks like. Um, Mint design. Yes. What has that been like? How have you built your uh, clientele and your relationships here in Kansas City?
3: It's, um, I'd say it's been kind of a whirlwind, but like a fantastic whirlwind a bit. It's been a lot of learning experiences. And also, I've been just have felt so fortunate that I've been so, um, I guess, welcomed by the kind of design community and people who are looking for designers. All my business has come from referrals so far. And that's been, just has been almost like humbling because I've just been um, very blessed, I guess, with some like fantastic clients who have kind of made me grow as a designer and a business owner. And um, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to kind of have the experience that I've had, you know, in the short amount of time I've had in my business.
0: So to help the listeners describe like what you do because you're saying architecture, school, yeah. and you know, when one of our conversations led to you needing to define more for me. So right. I understood it so I could refer you and tell people what you do. So could you do that for us?
3: Sure. So the quick, easy answer is I'm an interior designer, but because I have my, my backgrounds in architecture and that's kind of where it all began. I also, um, have the eye and the, you know, design capabilities and the love for being able to do like the space planning and, you know, doing all the, a lot of interior elevations. And it's more to me than just picking out furniture and fabrics and lamps. Um, it's kind of about creating an entire space and it's about, you know, how the ceiling and how that relates to the walls, whether it be the colors or the um, forms or whatever it is, like the materials. It's it's not just kind of like the surface level design or like decorator.
1: Interesting. And your website really kind of uh, I'm looking at your website right now. You mm-hmm. really talks about your entrepreneurial spirit and uh, it, it lists your studio's goals is design spaces that enhance people's lives in a way that they want to live and work in. Sarah prides herself on her relationships with clients and ability to collaborate to make meaningful impact in their life she Mm -hmm. approaches projects from a holistic view (laughs) while maintain while still maintaining the value of the details this is approach is what her clients have come to love about her work kind of what you're saying about details
3: right right i i have a i truly believe that like a space can affect your mood and kind of how you perceive like the world or whatever it is like in my own home like i like to keep things super tidy because if i mean if i have a messy kitchen like that affects my mood and i believe that with design that it can like affect how you like lead your life view yourself confidence whatever it is i mean kind of getting a little cheesy but i really do believe that well and i want to Mm, mention
0: that because we talked about your age uh don't let that fool you (laughs) because sarah is wise and experienced beyond that number of 29 because she (laughs) is uh you know in any meetings i'm in with her or any conversations we have she is um very much knows exactly what she wants um, to happen and she's very much in control and you would not um, by looking at her, you might think she would be 29, but in the way that she <laughs> presents herself in her business, she's much, much older and wiser than that, which is really cool to see. So Thank you. So,
1: how how, do, how does the business relationship usually work? Obviously Andrew is in real estate. Uh-huh. Um, how does that happen? How do your clients find you and, and, and how can you help them? And how does that operate?
3: Really? Um, All have been referrals, so it's someone giving, you know, a past client or someone that knows me gives a future client my phone number, my email, and they reach out to me, and then usually we'll set up a time to get together and kind of talk through the scope, budget, and figure out kind of what's going to work best and if we're a good fit for each other and literally just kind of go from there.
0: Mm -hmm. I always wonder this when I talk to um, folks like you. Are there people that you don't want to work with, not because you don't like them, but because their design aesthetic is so different than what you focus in? Because when I look at the stuff you've done, uh, everything from modern to transitional to traditional, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're very versatile, um, and that's not always the case from what I've experienced. Yeah,
3: I, um, I have appreciation for all kind of styles. I really like super modern, but I also can really get excited about some traditional design as well. I'd say um, I've never had a situation where I've had a client where aesthetically we didn't match up. I'd say um, because a designer can be kind of a, a very, like, personal, like working on your home and stuff, it's more like personalities. If that doesn't click, then it doesn't always become a successful project or is one that we'd move forward with.
0: That's that's good to hear. I just was curious.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm looking at your portfolio on your website. You guys can check it out at buymintdesign.com. And like Andrew was talking about, uh, you do kind of run the gamut here. You have a bungalow. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've done a bungalow. You've, yep. you've done houses in Fairway, uh, even Boho.
3: Yes, even a little Boho. Uh,
1: Mission Hills. I mean, uh-huh. we're talking about all different types of things. Prairie Village. You did a nursery in Prairie Village.
3: Yep. I did. And your
1: website is very clean. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm just looking at this. I, you know, if I had a big house, I would definitely hire you. Well, well, great. we Actually, we'll Je- get there one day. What, you know, I'm going to call him and a <laughs> des-
0: We've already designed your house for you, uh, haven't we, Sarah? It's we called have. Uh, 4505 Jefferson. The Jefferson <laughs> yeah, Bungalow exactly. is, is a perfect place for somebody like
1: it's you. It's ready for you. I'm looking at the uh, the Brookside Bungalow. Uh-huh. I like what you did there. Thank you. I really you. do. That was actually that's my, my style.
3: very first project.
0: Was it
1: really? Yeah, so that's funny cool. that you
3: gravitate towards that. That was a fun one.
0: Very well you warm. would really gravitate towards Jefferson Bungalows. Yeah, at so what Jefferson so tell bungalows us bungalows dot com. So tell
1: yes. us what Jefferson bungalows are in this segment. We got about a minute left. Cause, uh, well, cause okay, never so let so me them.
0: real quickly talk when we can finish with the next one, so I'll answer this quickly. So we have three bungalow style homes that literally are like a hundred feet from the center of the plaza. And they are the first and only brand new construction single-family homes uh, in the area. They have three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, brand-new poured basements that are easily finishable, and uh, I would call it a two-car garage only because that's what it appears, but it's really, what, almost three, maybe six-car garage. Yeah. The biggest <laughs> garages I've ever seen in my life. So if you're downsizing um, from uh, a house somewhere in the city and still want that storage space. You've got a basement and you've got um, the garage. If you're, you know, it really covers the whole gamut, singles, married couples. Um, and then the finishes in there we'll get to in the next segment, but I mean they are awesome. Sarah has knocked it out of the park
1: I'm very with what's there. About
0: them. So great. We'll get back to that after the break. You're listening to Grill Nation
1: here on Talk 980 AM and Talk 980AM.com. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm joined today by Andrew Bash, supporter, partner, guest host, and contributor of Grill Nation Show. Check his company out. It's called the Bash Group. Um, we're welcome to have him lucky to have him back. We're also lucky to have back uh, Sarah Weltner Chaffee from Weltner Interiors. Her new name. Soon to be well. Soon to Interiors. be new branding, soon to be Welter Interiors. You can check it out now though at Mint by Mint dot com. Beautiful website. Sarah is the founder and principal designer of Mint Design. Uh, very happy to have you back on the show. Um, let's talk. Okay, so you are going to do a rebrand. Yes. So wh- tell us about that a little bit, and then we'll get into more about Jefferson Bungalows.
3: So quickly on my rebrand, um, I, kind of long story short, I Mint Design is a name that kind of came about when I was first starting, and it was making lots of other decisions, and it worked for what the company was at that point, but now it's... You know, the company's grown, my uh, direction is not really changing, but just kind of focusing in a little bit more. And I just kind of felt like I needed um, mm-hmm. something that kind of linked back to my fa- family because my family has kind of been very influential in my design and my path and everything. And mm-hmm. um, just kind of felt like it fit fit where, I, where I'm going.
1: It's very better. cool. And it, your name, you know, it, it your interiors is going to yes. be a better... Yeah. better description of what you do yes, uh, yes. Andrew um, real quickly let's talk a little bit more about Jefferson bungalows you wanted to get into the interiors
0: well what I I want to ask uh, Sarah what do you think like what tell us a little bit about how this came about and your um, how you created because we have three different mm-hmm. uh, bungalows one is a little bit more um, I'll call it modern yep. although it's not like off the charts modern no. but it's it's very cool then there's a transitional yep and then there's more of a traditional. So there's yes. really three choices and, uh, I think any of them can go whatever direction you want. They so absolutely when you hear can. modern, don't yeah. think, Oh my God, I don't like modern. I no. don't understand modern. Just
3: a bit more clean line. Just
0: a little more clean line, but yeah. it, they are. I just uh, was in the uh, first one that's complete mm-hmm. now this week mm-hmm. ag- and checking in on it and it just looks extraordinary. So tell us a little bit about how it came about and like what you're excited about and what it re- means to you.
3: So the project kind of came about um, my family's in development and we've kind of all wanted to do a project together. Um, and this opportunity came about from um, St. Luke's owns a lot of properties around there. And my dad had known them and he kind of got involved and we ended up buying these lots. Um, and we, we, you know, love the charm of kind of the Brookside area and that plaza bungalow area and kind of wanted to put something in there that fit the neighborhood and would be good for, um, you know, a younger family, an empty nester, um, and decided that we were going to build three houses. <laughs> And so we built these houses um
0: did you have the most influence on the design of those or how did that work I'd say it was a collaborative
3: together? effort between my parents and I they've built many houses before and you know are very involved in the design stuff so it was kind of a a team effort for sure
1: and it's and the website is jeffersonbungalows.com if you want to check it out right now you have kind of the, the addresses and some photos up
0: I I have to tell you like I've been over to the Weltners house that they're in now and it it's done like to the T so uh you know Anne and your dad obviously yeah. like They're are, are really eyes. good at what they do they so it's very, de- yeah. definitely in your genetic code I'll say that one more time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: uh guys I want to bring up kind of a hot topic uh you guys know a lot about I'm not as versed in it so I want to kind of get your take um in Prairie Village, we're seeing a lot of houses being torn down, a lot of teardowns. Tell me about that and, and what's going on over there and, and your thoughts about that.
0: Well, it's a great question and a, a, an easy way to leave the Jefferson bungalow conversation because I, I think the Jefferson bungalows that um, that we have on offer over there, the three-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath uh, bungalows, uh, make sense for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And while at the same time they make sense for the neighborhood, the neighborhood is transitioning anyway. And a lot of what you see there today will be gone in five to seven years, if not sooner. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys have done a great job of making sure these homes fit with the feel. Yeah, that was a definite goal when we started the project. the neighborhood. Yeah. So if you're looking for something that has a feel that makes sense uh, in Missouri and you'd like to be able to never get in your car again if you work on the plaza (laughs) uh, and go to dinner and – go out at night and shop and everything else, Jefferson Bungalows is a great place for you. And not, not to put a plug in for us, but jeffersonbungalows.com. <laughs> I'm definitely
1: driving by. Yeah, yeah, you, you <laughs> go on I, in. Why don't you, you
0: let me show you and I'll bring a contract with me. Yeah. <laughs> However. Only if Sarah comes with that contract. Of course. <laughs> <Of> course. <laughs> uh course. W- let's move into Prairie Village now. Yes. So Prairie Village, I think your question is a little bit loaded. And Sarah and I have discussed this uh you know there's a lot of controversy as to you know trying to uh uh control how teardowns and rebuilds are done in the prairie Village area, just to give background uh three years ago, you could buy a Prairie Village Cape Cod for two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand, and that would mean the back of it had been blown out, and you might have a two car garage currently between two hundred and two hundred and fifty. People are buying those houses and they're tearing them down if they're on a 12,000 or 11,000 square foot lot. And then they're putting up, um, what I would say oftentimes, unfortunately is a very standard blah looking home with not a lot of design aesthetic, which is basically put up primarily for these developers to make money on the house, which I get. But um, then the city has come in and said, well, it needs to be, it can only be certain number of, of feet. High and it has to have certain percentages on the outside lots, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My thought is they should have spent more time on the design aspect of it as opposed to the simple thing to make everybody in the neighborhood happy. Because at the end of the day, this is going to happen. There is a mad rush for people to be even moving from the out south. They'll pay seven hundred thousand dollars for a four bedroom, three and a half bath house. With a barely two car garage on a ten to twelve thousand square foot lot now, and that is brand new to Kansas City, right? Right, absolutely. And what are your thoughts? Since I rambled for a little bit longer than <laughs> I wanted to,
3: my thoughts um, are the one positive I think that's coming out of it is that they're starting to implement some design guidelines. But I agree with you, Andy, that they need to get a little more focused in on exactly what those need to be and kind of how it affects like the aesthetics. Like Mission Hills, for instance, has extremely tight guidelines. But a lot of the houses in Mission Hills are beautiful and because they have to stick to those guidelines. So I think it's important to kind of put those guidelines in so that, you know, the neighborhood stays charming and beautiful. So and, you like you the know.
1: guidelines then? You like guidelines. See, I like kind of going to neighborhoods where every house looks different.
3: But I like guidelines, but you can,
0: you
1: can have guidelines. You can have
3: guidelines and still have a wide variety of houses. So drive
0: down uh, Mission Drive and right. um, there's a Matthew Hufft house. Exactly. Right? Yeah, say nothing like. Uh, anything else drive across down the, the street, Linder, or between drive down 75th Linder, and the right?
3: Circle, and you'll see, you see the s- a the row wide variety of modern homes right. right
0: there. So you can you can have design guidelines and still that get a wide variety of aesthetics. flexibility, but yes. that insist upon a certain level of design, of aesthetic, yes. yeah, of design. Yeah. And that's probably why you and I get so along so well, yeah. is because I think we're both passionate about the the aesthetic of things, yes. not necessarily like. Look, I get it. If you've been in a neighborhood for 45 years and you've been in a Prairie Village, Cape Cod, or a a, a ranch, and mm-hmm. your next-door neighbor now just put a $700,000 house up, maybe you don't like that if you're going to stay there the next 20 years. However, if you're like the one I just sold, that a $700,000 house was next to them and we sold it for probably thirty 000, forty thousand dollars $40,000 more than it
1: would
3: right. have 12 exactly. months
0: ago, you're pretty kind of excited
3: happy. about that. Yeah, you're, you're not too disappointed about
0: that. Sarah, I
1: want to get to you. How can we get in touch with you? Uh, I know your website is buymentdesign.com currently. People yes. want to get in touch with you. People want to work with you. How would they do that?
3: Best way, go to my website. My email is on there, sarah at buymentdesign.com. And, and you have an
1: H in your name. Make I have sure an H in that. my name.
3: Thank you. Um, and once I do the rebranding and everything, it'll be very easy to, you know, I'll link to, to great, my new website and everything. you got so. a great
1: Instagram page, too, that people can visit. I do. Yeah,
3: my Instagram. I, I love Instagram. Um Currently, it's by Mint design is my handle, but that will be changing. But that, you'll still be able to find me.
1: Sarah Wiltner Chaffee, thanks for coming on the show. Thank Andrew you so much Badge, for having me. Andrew Bash, thanks for connecting us.
0: You got it. I'm thrilled that we had the chance to do it.
1: Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a great day. Take care.